Welcome to our special weekend show, Sunday Uncensored. Every week, we produce four uncensored episodes of the TimCast IRL podcast exclusively at TimCast.com, and we're going to bring you the most important for our weekend show. If you want to check out more segments just like this, become a member at TimCast.com. Now, enjoy the show. We had a super chat where someone said that if God created the universe, he wouldn't, I believe he said he wouldn't exist within it or wouldn't have to. And he said, computer programmers aren't constrained by their own computer code. They exist outside of it. I think that's a, that's a, a, a simple way for people to understand. I think the question of God is substantially more profound than that. But I think it's, it's a simple way for people who don't understand these, these questions to understand them and, uh, to, to, so to carry this conversation forward. Um, this person said computer programmers aren't constrained by their own code. I believe that God could exist within the universe he created through an avatar of sorts. Maybe like Jesus. Hey, there you go. <laughs> but then right. Jesus isn't just an avatar, right? He is like true God and true man. Well, exactly. I mean, if, if God created the it's universe, like a, super avatar. <laughs> in a, a way to, to, to be here and experience it as man is through the body of man. It's still God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. like all human bodies. So that you think that's the way God's fingering reality is by touching it with our with animals, well, I, I think, I think that, we all have a spark of the divine, but I think yeah. Jesus was I, I superpower. Think, I think the the thing is, it's impossible. And when I say impossible, I, I I literally mean it to imagine living outside of time. And I think that's the important thing about mm-hmm. God is that He lives outside of time. We live in time; He doesn't. In Jesus. He, he finds out what time, you know, I always say he finds out what time is like, and people say, well, he's all-knowing. Yes, because he lives outside of time, so even though it happens in time, to him, it, everything is simultaneous. We cannot imagine what that's like, and we can't imagine what it means. We can, we can, we can see a facsimile, a two-dimensional representation. That's, yeah. In that, like, when you're, when you're editing a video, you can see the file in your program mm-hmm. from start to finish all at once. Right. And you'll see little snippets, like little frames will be on the bar. You ever, you ever edit a video? You yeah. See, yeah. There's the video <laughs> bar and you can see little clips of it and then you can see the audio waveform. So it's sort of, granted, we don't have the mental capacity right now to experience it all literally at the same time. Yeah, time, but space. But it's a facsimile. Space, but, time. But people say, people will ask the question, they'll say, well, if God knows everything that's going to happen, how can you have free will? Because he already knows what you're going to do. But that's comparing outside of time to inside time you can't do it well also uh, yeah there are just some questions we'll never be able to that's answer right. so it, right. it's a mystery yeah. it's a, it's a mystery it's, it's being you know christ being all god and all man or god being uh, all just and all merciful these are things that aren't perfectly possible for a human wanna, brain to reconcile yeah, time I, wanna, too. I, wanna, I think time is like um we're, we're on our evolutionary path towards just forgetting about time it's all movement it's the way we we're, we're, we're saying with this, the earth goes around the sun and we're calling it time, but it's just motion. Everything's just moving. It's spinning all at once. I want to, I want to present this idea to you, Andrew, while, while we still have you here. So, uh, I was having an argument with a secular atheist who said, I am a wet robot. Yeah. And I said, you know, I, I grew up Catholic, became atheists, you know, got, you know, was just hanging out punk rock. There's no God, all this stuff. Then I had a few interesting philosophical conversations and then sort of, I would say profound realizations. And then I was like, okay. I definitely think there's a God. I had like, I guess I'll describe it as I saw something when I was, when I was pondering and meditating. And, uh, I don't consider myself, um, theistic in the sense like of scripture or anything like that, but I certainly believe there's something greater than us. There's a God. Uh, so I, as I explained to this guy, uh, and I mentioned on the show, if humans, if the universe is expansive and as massive as these people think it is, 
then I, I asked, like, would you assume that humans are the end, the most powerful form of intelligence that exists in the universe? Hmm. No, of course not. Right. Certainly something else exists more powerful and greater than us, right? Okay, there we go. That's, 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 the, that's the first step. When we, we know that four dimensions exist. Mathematically, we've, we've done it. We're like, boom, there's more than three dimensions. We can't perceive them. We know there's something beyond us because it's like a Sudoku puzzle. If we look at the universe and based on science believe that there will likely be a greater intelligence than ours, doesn't it stand to reason that it could scale up beyond human comprehension well, and be Yeah, that, I mean, the, the idea that you're always comparing, you know, the reason I made the point about the, <clears throat> the step of faith to say that it is better to give a beggar bread than, uh, than to kick a child is because once you have something that is better than something else, it means it's closer to something that is good. And once you have an ultimate good, you're actually, the, the, question is done. I don't believe that there's a proof in God, uh, proof of God, because that would uh, d- deprive you of your of your freedom. But but once you acknowledge that there are some things that are morally better than others, you're stuck with God. I, th- I think there's actually, um, I, I, I would describe it like a Sudoku puzzle in that we're trying to figure things out. We're trying to learn and understand the universe. And based on what we think we know now, I believe there is enough circumstantial evidence to suggest it is very likely there is a God. I think so, too. I think, you know, even even the fact of mathematics, you know, I, I, I talk about this in the book a little bit that, you know, some scientists will say the one I heard was I'm a meat puppet with a chemistry set yeah. inside, you know, <laughs> that's and, and I always think, well, you know, show me a two. What, you know what? If everything is material. You know, what's a two? And he said, take a look at my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, I'm yeah. just kidding. Nah, so, that's, that was good. That well, scientist that's, would not say that because he's we, a nice we, man. Right. We, we do have a lot of these conversations about physical things, but I'm curious uh, everyone's thoughts on what happens when you die. Ah, well, uh, you know, I, I certainly believe that you are part of eternity. And what, what I believe is we, we are cultivating that part of ourselves that actually is eternal. And one of the interesting things about Christianity is that it insists that you get a new body. Hmm. And to me, that's really meaningful because I don't know what I would be without a body. You know, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm a ghost in a machine. I think my body is carrying the essence of who I am in, in, through memory uh, and through by organizing my experiences and all this. And I think that will happen again. I do believe there's there'll be a new heaven and a new earth. I've been know? looking at lightning. Yeah, I, also, so what do you what do you what, uh, I what do you think heaven will, is or will be? I mean, do you have a new body in a new place? Is it a new life? The, the only it... thing I can say is that when I think it's probably beyond the imagination, but the one thing I, I do believe is when people imagine it, they always imagine it as being static. You know, you'll hear Christians say, we're going for eternity. We'll be singing God's praises. And you think, really? For eternity? <laughs> I don't know, about an hour or that. <laughs> I'll be ready for something else. But I think that there'll still be the challenge of getting closer to God infinitely. Oh. You know? Yeah, like you're spiraling well, towards the galactic core. I want to say, yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but infinitely. You know? So yeah. well, you, you hit I would it and say, then you bounce back out <laughs> and you keep doing it over and over again. No, I think it's infinite, so you never get there, yeah. actually. You know, we, like, <laughs> yeah, we, we don't completely share a view here, but what I really appreciate you bringing up is the physical resurrection because so many people conceive of the Christian afterlife yeah. as your soul just floating off of your body and never returning, but that isn't what we believe. Yo, I looked at life. I mean, and it's actually well, really well, important because there is this C.S. Lewis quote, which is very clever, but it's actually heretical. Someone said, do you really believe you have a soul? He said, no, you are a soul. You I, have a body. I, I just have but to say, he didn't say it. 
Yeah, he didn't actually say that? Oh, thank goodness. All right, thank goodness. Because it's not true, but you hear people say this all the time, and that's not a Christian view. Uh, It's actually quite Gnostic. We as Christians believe that we are a a body-soul composite, so the resurrection is a very important component of that. Though, you know, I do believe at death, obviously, your soul is separated from your body. I believe you are judged by God, and if you're in his grace and friendship, you go to heaven. But if you're not quite perfect enough to be with him, because as Scripture says, he can be united to nothing and perfect, you go through a process of purification that we as Catholics refer to as purgatory. If you are, if you have made yourself his enemy or, and are an obstinate mortal sin, you, you go to hell for all of eternity. So, so you know, That's I, was, what I, I was telling you about DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So get this. There's a show. You ever hear of it? Legends of Tomorrow? Uh, I've heard of it. Yeah. I've it's like it. a CW show. Okay. So it's a show about insignificant people who travel through time to fix history. And the idea is it, they were taken from the timeline because they didn't have big enough impact to mm. screw up history. And uh, it's, it's on like seven seasons. But the fascinating thing is that one of the underlying plot points of the show is that Jesus is the son of God. It's a fact and everyone knows as they travel through time. So the second season was trying to reconstruct re, uh, the spear of destiny that was granted its powers by the blood of Christ mm. because it gives you godly powers over the timeline to rewrite That's it. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so so I, I just think I bring that up because there's also another scene where they're talking to a bunch of Vikings and they tell them that Jesus is the you know the one true God or something like that. But uh, I bring this up now again, Seamus, because mm-hmm. the season, I'm on season five, mm-hmm. I think, and they're they what it, they said uh, the fates, the Greek gods, have taken over reality with the loom of fate. Everything is authoritarian, and they explain how much better life is because these people who are being controlled won't become evil. Do you see an evil person like a Joseph Stalin around you? Mm-hmm. They actually said that. I just find it fascinating. This show has an underlying premise that Christianity is true and That's unfalsifiable. That's very cool. And Stalin is the bad guy. Like, <laughs> very rare. They didn't say yeah. Hitler. They yeah. even say yeah. Stalin is the bad guy is, is so it, much yeah, work yeah. to get from Hollywood. Daring. Like Christianity yeah, true. Daring. I just want to mention, I want to, for, for my statement about what I believe on the afterlife, I may have spoken confusingly. I want to remove the, the term obstinate. We just believe it, it's a matter of mortal sin because I'm, I'm, I'm sort of conflating terms here as I'm speaking quickly. But I read a book a long time ago about near-death experiences. Yeah. You, you mentioned that on the show, I believe. Yeah. And the fascinating thing was it was a researcher who was uh, a skeptic, mm-hmm. not overly religious, but interested in the phenomenon, interviewed hundreds of people and said that like the overwhelming majority were the exact same story, that most people felt like, felt like there was a bright warmth, a, a, an energy that felt like unconditional love that was calling them. Holy shit. Is but that lightning? Something, dude, <laughs> I've been looking, interesting and I, I've been I, looking at lightning lately. Lightning goes from the Earth's so core out was above, I, away I, from Earth. Well, above the clouds. Let me, I'll, I'll, I'll go yeah, back. Yeah. Actually, you just say what you're well, saying. I'll say this I, later. I am, uh, j- just to sort of stay on the topic, I am actually, you might not suspect it, I'm very skeptical of the NDE stories. But also, it's interesting. Many people do tell the same story. I think about 30% of people describe the experience very negatively. Hmm. We, we hear the NDE stories, right? Because no one's going like, to sell. It was really hot. You, you'll, well, yeah, you'll sell, you'll sell a book. You'll sell a book. You'll sell a book called Heaven is for Real. No one's selling Hell is for Real. Uh, and also, to be fair, it could all, they could be underrepresented because if you did go to hell when you have this NDE, if it is a legitimate uh, experience of the afterlife, you're not going to wake up and be like, yeah, I, I went to hell, you guys. I'm going to be honest. You're going to be like, oh, it was great. I, I went towards the light and it was beautiful. I have a question. I have a question. Uh, if you have a near-death experience mm-hmm. and did very just even quickly perceive yourself going to hell, mm-hmm. if you came out of that and then said, I repent mm-hmm. out of true fear and faith, 
uh, or, or, uh, actually just out of true fear and then started going to church and praising mm-hmm. the Lord, would you actually go to heaven at that point? Well, it's like well, the, yeah, you can repent. We believe yeah, in redemption, but, but it's if not you're faith at, at that point. If you're at peace, you actually the, the burning. It. It the burning is going to feel it good. Could, it's still faith. Well, because you have to make a decision in deciding whether you're going to believe that was just That's a right. neurochemical reaction occurring yeah. in your brain because you were deprived of oxygen, or if you really stepped into the afterlife for a moment. People still believe in communism. You can see anything and still believe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, do you, what, do you, what do you guys think hell is? Right, because it's it's clearly not a, you know a red guy with horns poking yeah. right, while there's right. fire. I see. I believe. Well. And I'll, I'll let you answer no, um, after, obviously, because I, I stole the mic from you. But yeah. I believe hell is ultimately an eternal state of separation from God. But I do believe it also involves physical torment, especially because I, I believe in a physical resurrection of the body. And so I, I do believe pe- people are, are in hell. They're burning. They're they're tortured by so they're, they're tortured torture. by Satan and his minions. Uh, have a nice day. I believe that. Though. I, 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 hell is real. I believe people are there. If you can accept, but is, but is it really divine? fire? I mean, because that, that that seems it's more electrical. like. Mm. No, well, I mean, there's, there's discussion is, about is, this. Is, Don, I, I, what do you mm-hmm. think about Dante's Inferno? It's interesting. I mean, it's not canonical, but it's it's an interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't. It's I don't think it's meant to be. It's meant to yeah, be. Yeah, poetry, yeah, exactly, right? exactly. Yeah. Does poetry, the Bible think, actually say fire? Uh, yeah, well, the, the the language of fire is used, but there's a lot of debate right. over this. Right. Yeah, because like the sun looks like it's on fire, but that's plasma. <laughs> and, and, super no, hot but, gas. You know, I, I, in The Simpsons, Homer was just forced to eat donuts, and he enjoyed it. That was really yeah. funny, yeah. though. What if when people Aww. die? Like, Mar, and they're like, what? Mar. <laughs> if people die, their souls are in the earth, and then when lightning shoots out, they're releasing <laughs> souls. Because I was looking at the, above the clouds yeah. when lightning strikes, you see these blue jets shoot off into the galaxy, off into space. Well, like, this, it looks like a neural pathway activates. This is one of the interesting things about theology that people get wrong, too. It really, one way to read the Bible is that you don't die and go somewhere. You die, and then there is a day on which people are resurrected, brought back, and, and judged. Uh, N.T. Wright writes about this a lot, you know, that, that it's not like you actually, the minute you die, you actually go some other place. There is there is death, and you are dead for, you know. Oh, so you don't believe, so, that's, so yes, this is, uh, this is a different, I don't agree, but it's Bible, interesting. Right? Yeah, well, I, there I is a view. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, no, no, there, there is a view that, uh, so there, there is one view that the, the person is effectively sleeping until the final right. judgment. We as Catholics believe that there's a particular judgment and a final judgment, right. so you are separated from your body, your soul is in one part of, you know, heaven or hell ultimately, but... Um, at the end, we're resurrected and there's I've, a public judgment. That's the lightning I've, I've, strike. Yeah, so, so, <laughs> Purgatory's so, in the Earth's right, right, core. So, so I've actually, I, I have heard that before. Yeah. And, you know, I remember talking to some people about it and they said, you know, they believe the reason why we preserve bodies, um, ceremonial burial that we do, is to keep your body ready mm. for resurrection. Oh well, that, I, I think that's, I'm sure God can work this out. Yeah, <laughs> I think, I well, think no, no, it's, not, I don't not, know not sure about that. Saying, not that they're saying that. They need to embalm you so that God can resurrect you, but that they preserve you in hopes. Like, yeah, when you're yeah. resurrected, you're but resurrected. The body, the I, I think it's of... very much symbolic. Generally, pe- people are saying we believe that this body will return. This person is going to use it some day. God will reanimate them, so we're going to treat the body reverently. But will you be like as 20... opposed to just incinerating them? Will you, because... be, will you be 24? <laughs> I think yeah. I've actually heard some theologians say 33. Interesting enough, because <laughs> yeah, that's when you're like perfectly you at your prime. That's how old Jesus was when that's he died. That's what you rolled. On that's the show. right. There you go. Oh. There you go. It all makes Thank sense. Thank you for coming back. The entire thing makes sense. With this, I'm, I think I'm going to have to go. Oh, i got to do oh, my show in the morning, and i got to drive home. This was Just, fantastic. I wish we could have gotten it, into it more. And it was no, really we'll, great we'll, meeting you we'll guys. We'll keep talking. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm, I can, I'm, only, I'm only an hour and a half away now. Nice. <laughs> right on. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, do you know how to find your way out? I do, yes. All right. 
Thanks so much for it's coming. Been great. Thanks a lot. We're going really to talk about lightning strikes. Well, now. also, I wanted I wanted to wait until he left to mention the parts we disagreed on so that he couldn't <laughs> defend himself. So this, this is cute. <laughs> no, it was it was really. really Ian, great. what do you think happens when you die? I think the soul. Yeah, I'm wondering now that if the soul is, is stored in the earth. And then maybe the body is kept in, in, intact because the patterns, like if you ever look at astrology, like wherever the sun and the stars are when your body's being created, have this imprint on you. So maybe there's something to it. So it utilizes that imprint to release the energy through it and out into space. And that's like going to heaven. Um, and maybe when you're, if you're more in touch with, and you're, you're, you're more like calm and confident with what you are, that you're, you just immediately go to heaven. Hmm. Interesting. All right. So here's why Andrew Claven was wrong. No, um, to, <laughs> I love you, Andrew. Th- that's interesting. So, Later, man. so if I understand properly, because there's sort of a couple things that you uh, are starting from or, or taking for granted with your your narrative. You're saying souls are stored in the earth. You mean people are buried after they die, and that's where their soul like is? Like the electromagnetic frequency around your body. There's the human uh, dynamo or the human, uh, what you call it? Uh, or a soul. Human mm-hmm. dynamo. Have you ever looked? We should play me pull a, vi- a visual of this human, up so they know. Human dynamo. Yeah, Taurus, human dynamo. So this is this is all astrology. Is this part of astrology or is this your personal theory? Because I don't know anything an, about it's astrology. It's an idea scientifically than... that your heart produces a magnetic field. Okay, the human dynamo is a superhero. No, no, type the human dynamo Taurus. Taurus. That's cool that that's a superhero. T O R U S. A Taurus is a shape. And this apparently, your heart is producing an electromagnetic I, field. Yeah. So I think that's your soul. And it, mm. But it's the interface but, with this field and the Earth's magnetic field that's producing what we know as a soul. But have you considered that the soul could be something completely immaterial that we could never detect or capture with any instruments and that doesn't look like anything? That was hard for me as a kid to ever – to think it was completely immaterial, mm-hmm. I could never wrap my mind around. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand. Yeah. This is but I think about? a lot of this would be things that you – Yeah, yeah, that's it. So uh, that's and going that, – that's a lady because you can then, see the boobs. Hell yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> so uh, my my question is, you you believe in a soul which is sort of more material, takes up physical space, and it's because you can't quite wrap your head around the idea of a soul which is totally material. But my question is, because my question is, do you think it could still be possible even though you can't wrap your head around yeah, it, even it if it's like, difficult for you? It could be a subatomic vibration that we can't calculate. But even that, even that is a material thing. Like, what if it is completely immaterial? We just can't like, understand what it is outside of immater- uh, you know ex- reality or what? Uh, as far as we understand it, like it, it's it's totally spiritual. So we can't. It's not a vibration. It's not energy. It's just it's simply not material. I don't know. It's spiritual. I'm not sure exactly how to describe the spiritual. The problem when you say but, immaterial, well, it makes me think of non-racist. Like, I think that's not a real I, thing. You're, you're, you're you're not racist. Both, you well, let both, me think about. You guys, well, you, you, you're both wrong. Nuh-uh. The, the, and the, right at the same you time. You have to you have to die with at least a million dollars in order to go to heaven. <laughs> oh, you bury it with you. That's um, right. So you have to have the, the pharaohs got it right, man. You got to have a pyramid and like. <laughs> yes. your, well, you got you got to pay your your your. It's your possible that wouldn't it be sad? But imagine how sad it would be if. That was true. Like the pharaohs were right, and your your body rotting away actually affected you in the afterlife, and so you only had like max, you know, for Three for months. them, I guess. But for for them, they have like a couple thousand years of having paper thin skin that doesn't really look right, and it's super gross. But that's... no, no, no. You you need to pay the the the, the toll, the fee for to cross the river Styx. Mm. That's why you needed money. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's why they put the two coins on your eyes. We were talking about so super, the toll. super acceleration of the soul through the Earth's core into the galaxy. If, if the gold stored with the dead like, people was also super accelerating the energy field. It'd be funny it's, if when you die, you go to like, it's, it's, everything's woke in heaven. 
Mm. It's just like the absolute epitome of wokeness. That's the other place, bro. And and that's, that's the other place. <laughs> oh, that was what I was thinking. Of. Heaven and hell are the same thing, but it's the way you interact with it. So it's so, like the burning heat of the sun. If you're calm, it just feels like God's divine love, and it's burning away the impurity. But if you're struggling, it hurts. That's very fascinating, because I wouldn't say that I believe that, but there's an idea, if I'm not mistaken, in Orthodox Christianity, which is essentially that heaven and hell are the same place, and it's the state of your soul that causes you to react to God, either with love or with intense pain. Again, not not necessarily That's, my belief, not my theory, not what I feel, but it's interesting you should say that because there is some precedent in some schools of Christian thought for that. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. But what I, I want to ask you about the soul here, your view of it, and maybe what I'm getting at, because by definition it's it's impossible to really explain the immaterial or the spiritual or what a soul is. What is an idea made of? This episode is made possible by PWC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PwC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce, use intelligent automation, and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes. Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you thrive. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Neural pathways, I guess. Uh, but what? It, but but that's sort of what produces an idea. As far as we understand, it, that that correlates with you having ideas. Mm-hmm. But like, what is an idea made of? When you have an idea in your head, like, what is the experience of that idea made of? I wonder if it's dark matter, but I think dark matter might be bullshit. You like have no word. But, but if it's spinning and causing gra- like a force of some force, maybe ideas. But of what force. is? But you get what? But like, what is a force? Like, how do we? You get um, what I'm saying? Like, at some point, you just cannot describe it, and I think. Well, I'll, I'll let you actually keep speculating because I'm curious to what you have to say about like what you would say an idea is made yeah, of. Yeah, well, this one guy, this the neighbor of mine at one point was beating his girlfriend. I, and I was like, who the fuck? I called the cops on him one day. I didn't know who they were. And one day I saw them walk by and I didn't know who it was. I just felt this dark hmm. and it, hmm. force, this like hmm. black hole force. And it was like, I knew it was the guy. Mm-hmm. And, and, and maybe it was a demon. And then look, the question is, what is that feeling made of? Is that feeling just your neural chemistry? Or is there some immaterial component to it that we can't describe as an energy or as matter or as a vibration? Yeah, I think it's more like that. Like the CIA will say, don't look at the person you're following because they might turn around. They know they're being watched kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like what is that force that's making them know mm-hmm. or sensing that they're being watched? They really say that? I think so. I've heard this. Yeah, well, this, I think my, Chris told me. My, my point, well, if Chris told you, I would just disregard it entirely. <laughs> but uh, It's not the first uh, my, time I heard it, though. I heard it before, too. My point is that... It's like the men who stare at goats type stuff. With, with the spiritual, it's it's so difficult to explain, but ultimately that's what I believe. I mean, I, I believe at its base component, like an idea is spiritual or, or experience itself is spiritual, but there's no real way for us to fully describe or understand it. It's it's very difficult. Like, how do you describe consciousness, right? It's very... Consciousness. I, how, how do well, we describe I usually consciousness? start with People, it's a vibration, which is a very generic Exactly, but it. the question is, why is it a vibration? Because every time I ask myself the question, what is an idea made of? I can't... I can't really justify any of the descriptions that I would give it based on the material world, right? So if I were to say it was like a vibration or or energy or something, that might sound right in some instance, but why am I describing that? Why does that why would it be that how can I justify that? I find that you can't. Ultimately it's just it's something spiritual and immaterial that we can't describe. It needs to interface for an idea to come to fruition. You need the vibration and the body's reference like the the memory. Mm. Um so that you can be like that feeling makes me think of that thing and now I have a new 
what I call an idea. Well, my question is, why are you calling it a vibration? Well, I look at the cosmic microwave background radiation that's like vibrating. Mm-hmm. And then when you study like um, Nassim Harriman's source child proton and you look at like, oh, geez, the, 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 I guess that comes from like the Planck constant and string theory. I, it's not the right word. Vibration is not the yeah, right you, word. So, I, you, so I, then I, you get what I'm saying. But you get what I'm saying. Like this, it just you can't describe it at some level. But right? I, I got to point something out too. Like Ian, the ideas you have about forces, Planck, whatever, all of that stuff, you've never tested any of that. You've never done the experiments. You don't know if any of that's true. You just believe it. Right. Yeah. It just comes down to can I make sense out of things? The whole like there's a guy in the sky you'll never see and you can't understand. I'm not. I'm not but satisfied. No one, but no one believes that. The God thing? Like, that's, like that's, the God's that's a man? A, that's, a, that's fucking crazy. The guy in the sky? That's a caricature of, of Christianity. Yeah, they call it he in the Bible. It's capital H. I'm like, yeah. come yeah. on, that's that's nonsense to me. Like, it can't be a guy in the sky. That's, it's not. That's more nonsense than that's vibration like a caricature or caricature of, of Christianity. So, if everything... so so Seamus, do you believe that God is a guy in the sky? I, I believe that God is a man. I believe that... Well, I believe that God... So, so God describes himself with masculine pronouns, but of course, he, he but transcends but I, but it in that sense. Yeah, yeah, it's not... It's not no, I would not uh, conceive of of God the way that Ian is describing. I think people make the mistake of characterizing God as just the biggest, most powerful thing in the universe, and sort of the largest, toughest bully around, rather than the creator of the universe. Uh, the creator of the universe who exists yeah i guess it's why could or, not, or or existence itself yeah exactly why could god not be the creation of the universe what do you mean that's what so what do you mean by that it's because a, god well because god is uncreated right I don't so know. he didn't create himself well that's i suppose sorry, what i believe um okay that makes so, sense i do believe it's infinite i believe you can people can go too far in either direction so you end up with people who are deists who say that you know, God created the universe or some higher power created the universe and just stepped away and the universe sort of runs like a clock he wound up and let go of and he's not really paying attention to it. Then on the other hand, you have pantheists who say the universe is God and everything you're looking at is God all the time. My view is that God created the universe and he is constantly sustaining it in existence. So the universe is something different, but Everything in the universe is being held in existence by God. So we learn about God through our observation of the universe, but the universe is not him. I do believe, I think that, the, at least I tend towards belief that the universe is God. That God is, it, it is the, it's the essence of energy inter- interfacing with matter or vibration interfacing with matter. I, I'm sorry if I just keep going what if, in circles. What, no, no, I'm what, interested yeah, in hearing yeah. what you... What if What if uh, we live in a computer simulation programmed by a 20-year-old college student? A college student I'll doesn't... doesn't myself if I... If the college student doesn't live yeah. in the vi- simulation he made. He controls it. He has a reason for, for, for doing it. He has expectations. There are things he wants out of it. But where is he? He's sitting in front of a computer screen. Is that God, though, in the metaphor? Like, if, where is if he? If we were in a simulation... Mm-hmm. If, uh, if, so, if we're, if, if someone programs a universe into their computer and they're sitting outside of it, they are the god of that universe, of that universe, not of ours. So God could, in my opinion, is outside of the thing he created and that, I, I think, you know, referencing Jesus and yeah. visiting Earth as a man and all that stuff. Yeah. That's how you would do it. You'd plug yourself in and send yourself into the universe you created and you are still you the creator and everything in the universe that you programmed mm-hmm. and obviously you know analogies break down and it's very difficult to describe but what we believe as catholics is that 
God, we describe it as the incarnation as God entering history. That's sometimes the way that it's described. What's that? Like God, so the incarnation uh, would be Christ's incarnation. So it's God so taking human form. That's why, yeah, why, why I take ago, some yeah. issues I have with it is it's just so recent. Like what, what about the last hundred billion years? Why wasn't like, just cause we didn't have written history. So we didn't write about all the dudes that God came through. Well, but well, let, let, let me, let me, let me say something. You're uh, assuming there are others. You first, why assume human motivations to God? And second, if you were to make an assumption and you were to assume there are human motivations, it's very, very simple. If a guy programmed a universe and he watched it run for thousands of years and they said, I'm going to go inside and see what's up. It's really easy to prescribe a human motivation to God. I think the reality is you can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it doesn't feel that, yeah. like a human motivation. It does. It's almost like um, it's like a. When you, when you shine a blue light and you see orange, like the counter light, mm-hmm. it's not the energy you're putting out, but it's what you see. That's what God feels like. Well, what we believe is the, the reason he entered the universe in that way, the reason the incarnation occurred is the same reason he created the universe, which was as an act of love. So I'm into this black hole theory where we're inside of a black hole and that there's universes, the black holes within a universe, which it's also a black hole within another universe that's a black hole from an outside and that God is the out, the, the people out there talking to us. And that it's so many of them. But then I asked Ben about this and he's like, no, no, it's much more complicated. There's Ben Ben Townsend. And he said it's infinite black holes. So it's, it's the, the garden of. What if those black holes are just, you know, hard drives? That's fucking wicked, dude. I mean, but where would we're in Roblox? Where would the guy be that built it? That's the question. We're actually just mining Bitcoin right now. That that theory would lead lead me up to that. There's a guy at the very top that's that's like the grand coder. But where is he? Is he in a room that he built? What did he build it with? What? Well, you can't know. So, but I I assume you're analogizing right now, right? You don't necessarily believe it's actually a computer. Okay. No, no, yeah, with what Tim's saying about Mm -hmm. what if it's a a guy simulating Mm -hmm. reality for us. Mm I'm not saying it's not. I'm very well, no, agnostic. I'm, 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 trying to cre- I'm trying to put things in a, in a simplistic human perspective. Like when people are like, we must be in a simulation where someone created it for some reason, an advanced huh. race. And it's like, okay, well, extrapolate from there. You know what I mean? So if you're – like I said, either recognize you can't attach human motivations to God. You can only perceive it through the lens of how a human may interpret what God yeah. is or wants. Or just go ahead and make up whatever human motivation you want. I've been talking to God lately. Like I ask my subconscious a question and it responds. And I'm like, how much of that is God and how much of that is my own filter Mm -hmm. telling myself what I want to hear? And you have to be very careful about that, right? Because if you're listening to yourself and telling yourself that you're hearing God, you end up worshiping yourself. Well, that's very dangerous. In uh, in Bruce Almighty, I think it was, uh, I think it was Bruce Almighty. He asks God if he talks to people and he says, well, people who claim to talk to me are mostly talking to themselves. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. So you think the subconscious, what do you guys it's, think about the subconscious and God? Do you think they're the same thing? Mm-mm. I don't believe they're the same thing. No, I, I don't believe they're the same thing. But I think often, I, I think it can definitely be the case that a person is having a conversation with themselves and then they, they attempt to personify it as God or they believe that they're talking to God when they're talking to themselves. I definitely think that happens. But you, who, who, who is, how, how are you talking to, 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 as you describe I'll think God? a question and then the subconscious will answer it. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Like it'll, I'll be like, what should I do? I'll think it. What should I do? And it'll but be like, it'll just, show me an image of but, me eating like kimchi. But I'll isn't like, this okay. just you thinking in your own mind? And uh, Maybe, but it's my subconscious. I'm not choosing the response. It just responds. You know, your subconscious will just say stuff sometimes. No. Sometimes you just get thoughts. You're like, do you, oh, I mean, I have ideas, but it's me. Oh, yeah. Like, my, I think I have an inner monologue and, and 
you know, I think in words and pictures and stuff. Do you sort of mean like the first idea that pops into your head after you think this? Yeah, sometimes it's not an idea. It's like a feeling. Sometimes it'll Mm -hmm. be an image sometimes. Like it'll be like, sometimes I expect like words to be like, do this, but it'll just be like the image of me doing something. Maybe that is God. Maybe, maybe people just assume they're giving themselves these things when they're asking for them. I mean, maybe that's what people can't perceive of prayer. I think it's definitely possible that in many instances, people are hearing from something other than themselves and saying it's themselves. I think there can be demonic influence uh i also obviously you know i i, I believe in prayer yeah but i i caution people to yeah demonic influence because i've had different voice i've had like different people yeah. respond or whatever it is a yeah, different force yeah. and it's not the same one it's like a different one almost every time but it's like a group of them mm-hmm. and sometimes it'll be like 60 percent good 40 percent evil or it'll be like 11 percent evil you know or 20 and it'll be this weird like and sometimes you'll feel that it's evil like you'll you'll, you'll feel the aggression in the response yeah, I mean, I would just caution you to stay away from that. Then be careful, I, man. I can't, man. At this stage of my life, I've got it. I got to no, know. No, you what can, if, bro. If, you, like, can you can get away. I promise well, hey, you can break it away. Like it's because I'm, what it I'm is, Ian, is it's an I'm abusive with, relationship. What, what, what if, like, tomorrow, like, we're getting ready for the show, and then when Ian walks in, his eyes are completely yellow, and his skin is gray, and he floats in, <laughs> and we're like, Ian, Ian. Ian, did you give in? <laughs> yes, yeah. I love God. I am Ian is gone. I am all that remains. Honestly, I believe people are so disconnected from religion. It'll be so much more creepy. Like, we are what remains, or something. <laughs> See how people are so disconnected from religion. If we truly can establish a, a connection to God, like if we can really do it, yeah. and then help people to learn how to do it. See, why don't we film that? <laughs> that for the vlog? Yeah. Like, wow, I guess you know, Ian. We Ian, are what yeah. remains, <laughs> and we'll have you do the voice, and he'll just mouth it. <laughs> we okay. are Ian. I'm in. It's like, like it. uh, Ian's trying to ascend again, and then someone walks up and hits him with a stick, and he falls you know down. I found, like, oh, sorry, guys. I was thinking words instead of saying them for a while, 2006, 7, 8. Like, I was experimenting with just thought communication, low-frequency communication, and it was seemed like it was hijacking God. Like, it was deciding what God was going to – like, I was becoming ah, – but so God. then it is yourself. It seems because like I was telling can't hijack God. I would right? like tell my subconscious things, and then it would start to believe them. Like when people mm-hmm. walk around, they're like, "This fucking sucks." Like it's that you're telling God that, and then God starts to believe it, and then we'll create that reality for you or or for other people. Mm, I, mean, I believe that. I don't believe that's the case. Uh, I think that. You're convincing yourself. You're changing yourself, right? Because if you can, if you can change it, then it isn't God. Yeah. Now you're talking about like absolute truth. Mm-hmm. If there's a thing mm-hmm. like an absolute power that cannot mm-hmm. be corrupted, mm-hmm. that is possible. Yeah. It's not, yeah. Just because I can't comprehend it doesn't mean it's not real. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, perhaps I mean, it's, perhaps it's we, we should set up that uh, longer conversation between you guys. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think you know. Fantastic. Unless there's anything else you wanted to add to it, we'll, we'll wind it down. Andrew had to leave, so but you know, yeah. what a man. Yeah. It was. Um, that was. That was really a great discussion. I very much enjoyed our discussion, and I really enjoyed our discussion with Andrew. I thought this was a, a great I'll point out, just to point out one last thing before we go, I mm-hmm. want to make sure we see this. Uh, you can actually sense when people are looking at you. We have this, uh, you can pull this article That's up. That's right, yep. Why can we sense when people are looking at us? You How can. strange. Mm-hmm. How freaking wild. strange. It was, it was strange that you didn't start reading the article right after you said the title. What do you mean? Normally, you read the title and then immediately start reading the. Oh, articles. I just want because someone was looking at him. Yeah, I could feel. <laughs> but this is actually a, a million a people are ago. watching you at once. But, uh, but that video is so fascinating because people are watching you all the time now. Like right now, there's probably a hundred, probably twenty thousand people watching you in the on the earth, empowering you or oh, doing no, something. No, 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 no. Based on all of the channels and the podcast and everything, it's like it's more than that. It's, it's like we've it's, hacked it's, God. It's fifty. God it's fifty thousand right now just on YouTube alone from just Timcast IRL. So it's probably like 200,000 people are currently watching some form of me talk. That's amazing. Yes, and so are you, good members over That's at right. Tokyo. right, we love you. Yeah, Thanks for hanging out. We uh, Tomorrow, 
We're going to be heading to Nashville right after the show. So we'll be doing the show like normal. And then immediately once we're done, we're hopping in the vehicles. We're driving out. We're spending a week with the Daily Wire crew. It's going to be a blast. So thanks for being members. Thanks for supporting our work. We'll see you all next time.